Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. This week, I'm excited to sit down with my business bestie, Kendra Swalls, as we dive into some of the insights of growing our own business and some of the struggles we faced along the way. These monthly episodes are going to help guide you through the world of entrepreneurship. Let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome back to this month's episode of the Business Besties podcast. Kendra, you and I have had the opportunity to do these Business Bestie episodes once a month. Uh, man, has it been? It's been almost a year now, I want to say. Almost like it's a been, year, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that with these episodes, it really allows us to rethink uh, and, and touch on different topics that we typically wouldn't get to to talk about on our on our regularly scheduled podcasts. So Kendra Swalls, you are my business bestie. And by the way, um, if you are listening to this episode and uh, through, the, through the business besties feed or through the Rocky Mountain Marketing feed, be sure to go check out Kendra's podcast. Congratulations, Kendra, on the top two and a half percent in the world globally. So uh, Girl Means Business podcast just uh, hit hit some a pretty big milestone. So congratulations on that. I think Thank it's you. uh, you're not giving yourself the credit for it. But I listen <laughs> to your I mean, and I know that you're my business bestie. But I think that with uh, with that accomplishment, it's it's definitely something that should be celebrated. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Well, and I'm going to deviate for just a second from our scheduled programming for today to kind of touch on this because it's something you and I have been talking about in text message recently. And it's just the idea of stopping and celebrating. And it's funny because I actually, we've been talking about it. And then I had another friend who is a business owner friend. She posted something on Facebook today that was like, this is your reminder to pause and reflect and celebrate how far you've come. And so For anyone listening, this is your reminder to pause for just a moment, reflect on just how far you've come. Even if you don't feel like you are where you want to be yet, or you still have a a long way to go, like stop, turn around, look at where you started and where you are now and just celebrate that. And I'm saying that to myself because I know I need to do that more often as well. So thank you for reminding me to stop and celebrate this incredible accomplishment. Yes. And and it's funny too, because so I listened to uh, Joe Pelusi's podcast as well, um, the Content Inc. And I, I bring this up and I guess we're going to get on to today's topic, but I bring this up because in his podcast I listened, was listening to in the car on my way to the office today, it was about celebrating these little accomplishments. And while it might seem like you said, like, oh, I want it to be here. Or I, I'm looking for this or I want this many, whatever. But go back and listen to episode one, girl. Um, and <laughs> that is, oh, a, I mean, or <laughs> if you have a podcast, all of you go back, go back to and social media, go back to your blog, go back to your podcast, go back to the very first piece of content that you created and take a look at it and then look at what you just put out today or or this week. And I'm sure you are going to be like, I really have come a long way. 
and it's it can sometimes feel like oh you know we're we're not I'm not to where I want to be but Rome wasn't built in a day and and this is where I, I you know you and I talk about this often Kendra going viral is not a business strategy going viral you know like okay like if you have a video or a reel that goes viral and you now get hundred thousand followers from that reel um, it doesn't necessarily trans translate into dollars and now it doesn't it, it Everything has been a little bit more uh, jaded because of these vanity metrics. So just want to say congratulations to you. Congratulations to everyone that's out there still creating content and still trying to grow. And speaking of content, I know that one of the biggest things that I struggle with is what the heck should I say? Um, What should I talk about today? I feel like I've already talked about this before. Um, And you're not alone. But this is one of the things, that's what we're going to talk about today, the five different ways that you can get content inspiration, the five different places that you can get some content inspiration. Because sometimes we, we're, when we go out, out there to create a carousel post or create a blog or create a podcast, I don't know what to say. And you're not alone yeah. with this thought. Yeah. Um, and I want to say really quickly before we get into those five things that something you kind of mentioned about, like go back and look at you know what you've done. And... There is a well-known content creator. I won't say their name, but they have this idea they kind of posted about recently. And I know there's some kind of people who, and you and I probably feel differently about this too, but the idea of quantity versus quality. And this person's perspective is more like quantity versus quality. Now, they're not saying you can't have good content. They're just saying like, you have to you have to create content to get better. So if you are someone who's like, well, I'm not creating content because I feel like what I do doesn't match up to what everybody else is putting out there. You have to do, you have to create the content to get better. Like you're not, and I posted about this one time, like you have to get through the sucky part to get to the good part. But if you don't actually do the content and create the content, you're just delaying the suck. Like you're just delaying the crappy part and you know, it's going to take you longer. So I'm not saying go and create five posts a day for six months. Like they still need to be good quality content ideas, but you do need to actually be like creating content in order to get better. And every little piece of content you create, it's not all going to be, you know, this gold star award winning piece of content, but it's a stepping stone. It's a learning tool to figure out what can I do differently next time. So you have to start creating the content to get better at the content creation process. How many times are we going to be able to say content in today's episode? <laughs> Can we make it None. a drinking game? Like, <laughs> if it wasn't the middle of the day, I'd say, let's make it a drinking game. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, for those listening, feel free to turn this episode into your own drinking game. Okay, so let's dive into the five places to get content inspiration from. Because as you said before, creating content, you should never just be creating content just to create it. Like, Have an idea in mind. but if you're, if it is your, and, and Kendra, you know, I, I know you, you are a content generating machine. I only create posts three, maybe four times a week. Um, if you're sitting down to plan out your weekly social media posts for the week or for the, the next two weeks or for the month, where should we start with getting some ideas on what type of content we should be creating? Well, I think the first thing is who are you creating the content for and what are they wanting? So your audience has to come first because 
this is a mistake I know I see a lot of people doing is they create the content they think people want, and then they get frustrated when that content doesn't actually resonate with their audience. And so you need to be listening to what it is your audience wants. So this could mean like going in and asking them, like it sounds so simple, but ask your audience what they want. I see people doing this all the time in Instagram stories and it's great, whether it is a question box or a poll question or even putting up something that's like, what, you know, what post should I post next? And you have like four different posts you've created and you let your audience choose which one they really want to hear about right now. But asking them what they want is the easiest way to figure out what it is that they really need from you so that you can create more of that kind of content. Mm-hmm. And, and, one of the best places to ask this question is in Instagram stories. I know that, uh, and I'd like it if you kind of walked us through this, because I remember it was maybe about uh, two months ago that you went through this entire process of asking your audience what their struggles were. What were they, what were some of the their favorite posts that, that you were creating? And kind of just take us through that real fast, Kendra. So I... I knew that I was creating content and I was getting away from creating like, what is it that my audience really needs and having that clarity. So I went into my Instagram stories for several days and I just started like off with, I started off with really simple like poll questions. Like, would you rather like this or that kind of things? Because the thing with asking your audience is you have to make it really, really simple. Because if you go into Instagram stories and the first thing you do is you pop up like one of those question boxes where they have to actually type in like a full on sentence answer, people are less likely to do that. So you have to kind of ease them into and train them into answering these questions for you. So start really simple. And maybe let's say, for example, with mine, I can't remember exactly what questions I asked, but let's say the first question was kind of a this or that. Like, Right now, what's your focus in your business? Is it social media? Is it um, email marketing? And they had to just choose one or the other. And then based on, you know, it's kind of one of those like choose your own adventure books, like based on the answers they provided, then I kind of followed up the conversation from there. And so I might say, okay, 48% of you said email marketing, but I'm, I'm not going to do math. Well, let me, re- let me go back. Let's say 40% of you said email marketing, 60% of you said social media. So let me ask you this question. And then I would ask a follow-up question again, poll, or, you know, maybe a, a this or that type thing, or, you know, I'd slowly lead up to the full on question box of now you tell me, is there anything else you want to hear from me? But it let the audience, again, it trained them to start off really easy because all they had to do was click a button, one or two. They didn't have to think about it. Then maybe the next question, there were three options and they got to choose from those three. And then maybe the next one, there was another this or that or four question. But I slowly over a couple of days really niched down into the topics and got really specific about the questions I was asking. So if it was 60% of you said social media, where are you spending your time on social media? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it TikTok? And then based on that, if they all said, you know, majority said Instagram, I might go even further. What's the first thing you do when you log into Instagram? Do you scroll through the feed? Do you go to explore page? Do you watch your stories? And then based on that, again, I just kind of going a layer deeper and the audience, they feel like they are having really good input. It's not a ton of work for them. 
Exactly. Uh, no, that's yeah. exactly it. It's it's not a ton of work for them. And how many of you, just stop and think, how many of you, when you're opening up your phone, opening up Instagram, just because that's where we're taking this conversation, you open up Instagram, how many of you go to your stories first? Believe it or not, 80% of Instagram users visit Instagram stories first. Now, of those 80%, if you're scrolling through and you start seeing all these fun little polls where all you have to do is click it, I'm, and this is where I am a, I rarely will post question stickers in in stories because it's too much work to ask people to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like so recently, I I did do a question sticker and it's been a while since I've done one. I've had like three people respond to it. Um, now, if I would have just changed out the the question sticker for a poll of like. Do you listen to podcasts? Yes or no? I guarantee you, I would have a whole lot more engagement on that because it's really easy for someone just to go ahead and click yes or no. Well, and instead of having to that, say like why, <laughs> exactly. Beyond that, people get instant gratification with the poll, with the poll stickers or the quiz stickers because when you click that, you get to see the real time results of what everybody else has selected. Whereas with, and it's that whole like, um, you know, like social proof kind of thing, like people want to know other people are doing this as well. So if they click on the poll and they see that they're part of the 60% that is focusing on social media, or they're the part of the 40, it just makes them feel like they get results from that. Whereas with a question box, and I'm not saying those aren't good, question box are are good, you just have to get to that point first. Mm -hmm. But with the question box, there's no instant gratification. It's like they answer, they fill in their, the blank and then it just kind of disappears. And they're like, okay, well, I don't get to see what anybody else said. Or I don't get to like, there's no gratification for them. It's all for us. And so that mm-hmm. I think that's why the polls and the quizzes, those little sticker boxes work better. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. So starting with asking your audience, I, I mean, I, I did it when I changed out the podcast cover art um, between seasons one and two. I did like this whole like, you know, like March Madness bracket where I'd have like one podcast art against another and then it moved on to the next round. People loved it. It was some of the best engagement I've had in my story forever. But if you're looking for content ideas, ask your audience. See, you can get get a lot of insights from Instagram, from Facebook, from LinkedIn with how many people it reaches, how many people like certain... But I mean, like you can get that sort of data from the platforms themselves. But you would be surprised just by asking them these questions that that Kendra was laying out in 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 the stories kind of sequence, the answers that you'll get and the ideas that you'll get from asking your audience. All right, let's move on to number two because I feel like honestly, Kendra, we probably could have made this just your audience one. I know. I do want to say one more thing about this first one though, is I think some people are probably listening to this and going, "Well, that's great, but what do you do if no one engages or no one answers those questions?" And that's. That's a good question because that's what a lot of people worry. They're like, well, I only have like 300 followers. What if only five people answer my question? Is that really going to help me? If that's the case, I encourage you to go to your insights and look at how people are engaging with your content. Otherwise, so go back and look at your content and go, what content are people engaging with the most? If all the content they're engaging with is around one particular topic or a certain aspect of a topic then that's a good way to see too. This is what my audience is engaging with, even if they're not actually engaging with maybe like the story questions and things like that. Perfect. No, it's true. It's, and I mean, I think that, you know, 
I, I'm a big lover of data and analytics. So I'm always hanging out in that insights area of, <laughs> of Instagram. <laughs> um, and it's, it helps. It really helps. I, I mean, because then you're not using the spaghetti at the wall method. You know, like yep. I've talked about this on previous episodes. I know that for me, like the best time for me to post a reel uh, is going to be Monday nights. And why? It's not that that's when my audience is on all the time, but that's when I get the most engagement. And it's honestly because that's when I'm on the platform actively answering them. I mean, look at the insights. The insights don't lie. Um, and then from there, you can craft a posting strategy that will work um, for for you. Let's talk about Facebook groups, Kendra. Um, and I know we're moving from Instagram over to Facebook, but these Facebook groups, they are a gold mine when it comes to content inspiration. Yeah, I love going into Facebook groups and I'm very selective in the groups that I join. And I would say on my Facebook page, 90% of the groups that I'm in are actually for the purpose of getting content ideas. And so the idea of how to use Facebook groups is you find niche-related groups. So for example, I work with female entrepreneurs, mompreneurs. So I'm in a lot of like mompreneur Facebook groups. So like there's one that's uh, mom boss or boss moms. Oh, there's several like that. And the idea is you're going to go into these groups and you're going to just sort of like what I call social listening. Like you're just looking at what are people talking about? What are the members of this group who are your ideal audience, what questions are they posting? What problems are they saying that they're having? What, you know, what struggles, what solutions are they looking for? And you're keeping, I just do it on my notes app, or if I'm sitting at my desk, I'll write on in a notebook. Like if I see the same thing coming up all the time, an example might be if I go in and a lot of people are like, I don't know how to um, get the text on my reels to pop up at the certain time and disappear at a certain time. And lots of people are asking this question Then I know I can create a piece of content around that. Mm -hmm. Or if a lot of people are like, I don't know how to take my audience and turn them into actual clients. I can create content around that. So Facebook groups are an incredible place to really have sort of this like audience of your ideal clients in this, you know, like, one space. It's like having them all in one room and getting to listen in on their conversations and see what it is that they're asking and talking about. And I love that, Kendra, because I do the same thing. Um, and I know that uh, I'm in a number of groups, but in being in these groups, not only are you going to get content ideas, but if you're in there and you know the answer to what these people are asking questions on and you're consistently showing up, guess what? It has led to numerous clients for me. Um, and it's not that I was in there saying, Hey, who wants to do business with me? It's because I showed up and I gave value for free. You know, Hey, this is what works for me. Da, da, da. And I mean, and I do the same thing. I'm mean, probably why I post about different schedulers and why schedulers are game changers, uh, for your business often on social media. It's because I see it all the time in these different Facebook groups I'm in. Like, hey, does anyone have – I'm looking to change schedulers. Does anyone have one that they would recommend? Or, hey, what's the difference between this one and this one? And, you know, I'm thinking about getting a scheduler. So, I mean, this is a goldmine in these in these Facebook groups. Um, well, for, and I one of the things that I – you actually inspired me to do this because I wasn't using them in that way at first. I literally was just in there like looking for content ideas. But I have started 
you know, because a lot of these groups have rules around what you can share and what you can promote. But if you are sharing a resource for something, if you're like, hey, I have, you know, or I created this video on this, like I've done this with like just a quick loom video I'll create. I've created one around like Asana because I use Asana to organize all my content. And I'll I'll be in this group and they'll be like, uh, how is everybody like organizing their podcast content or how's everybody organizing this or that? And I can pop in and say, I love using Asana. It's great for X, Y, or Z. I also have, you know, I did this video a while back. If you're interested in checking it out, here's a link to it. And it's on like my YouTube channel. Or maybe you can link to like a reel that you've done or a post you did on social or your lead magnet. Like it can be used to create content ideas. It can also lead to generating leads and potential clients. Facts. Um, okay, let's keep moving here because, wow, we're, we're, we have five and we're only on number three. Number three. I know. We could talk forever about this. We stuff. could. We really could. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. We, may, we should have just separated it and done like three and three. But anyway, so the Instagram Explore page. And this one I think can be tricky because I know that my... Okay, so really fast. Like the Instagram Explore page is a great place for content ideas. My Instagram Explore page versus my... Um, like Facebook Explorer versus, I mean, like it's weird Um, versus my personal Instagram account that I have. It's so random. Like I think on my personal one, all I see, I still to this day, and we're, we're well into fall. Um, So this just goes to show you how weird the algorithm is. I still only see Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial stuff um, (laughs) in my Explorer feed. Not that, I mean, I wasn't even engaging in that much stuff, but apparently I did enough engaging and liking and commenting on those posts that they're like, this is all that Katie needs to see for forever. But (laughs) you do curate your own explore feed. So be strategic when you, when you're in your account, the accounts that you're engaging with, be strategic with them. Yeah. And that's where like knowing your ideal audience comes in handy too, because then you can kind of engage like very intentionally engage with content that your ideal audience would be engaging with. So it does populate into your explore feed. Because if you are, let's say like you live up in the mountains, let's say one of your biggest things is you love snowboarding. So you follow a lot of these accounts that have to do with snowboarding. And now your explore feed is all snowboarding content. Well, that's not really going to help you with your content ideas for your business. So you need to be kind of intentional with how you are engaging with other content on Instagram so that your explore feed is kind of this curated goldmine of content ideas for your audience. So if you're using, like, I know you have a personal account. If you're using a business Instagram account in kind of in a mix of your personal stuff and your business stuff, you may Mm -hmm. need to kind of separate that out so that your explore feed isn't all Johnny Depp and Amber Heard stuff. (laughs) It might be a little bit more social media content or, um, you know, business content or things that your audience is actually going to want to see from you. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and I, man, yeah, I, I, I don't go into my personal Instagram account enough to really change out my explore feed, but that is neither here nor there. I, the Instagram explore feed, it is amazing the amount of ideas that you will get from there. And it's not, we're not saying to go into the explore feed and copy somebody else's post that they've done or somebody else's reel that yeah. they've done. Um, but you can go there and be like, oh, that's a good way of, you know, getting this idea about this topic out there, you know, and taking it and making it your own. Yeah. So. And looking for trends. If you see 
the same thing, like people kind of maybe using the same style or a lot of carousel posts or a lot of like things that look a certain way or sound a certain way, it can kind of give you sort of a a pulse of like what's happening, what's trending currently on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move along to hashtags. And I feel like we've given many people a hashtag headache, but they are extremely important. So let's talk about hashtags for us a little bit here because they are still a great way of searching. Yeah. So I know there's the big hashtag debate of are they important or are they not, but people are still using hashtags and they are still a really great way to categorize content on social media, especially like Instagram uses them a lot for that. And so um, what you can do is if you, again, going into what is it my audience is looking for, if they're looking for, um, you know, Instagram content, Instagram ideas and marketing my business, things like that, then you can search for those hashtags. You can even follow those hashtags so that the content gets kind of put into your feed. But mm-hmm. it's a really great way. I mean, it's a collection of the top and best pieces of content under that hashtag. And it's going to help you get ideas. It's going to be really, really helpful for seeing what other people are doing. Yeah. And I, I think that with with these niche, has, niche hashtags, uh, those are a great spot too to do some outbound engagement. So uh, finally, number five on the list, online databases. Um, so there's, I use Answer the Public. I think that's a great one. Um, I love that one. You use uh, Quora, right? Um, another have, one. Yeah. Another one that I use is Pinterest. Um, because remember, Pinterest is not a social media platform. Pinterest is a search engine. So I will spend a lot of time on Pinterest and you can type something in like, uh, uh, what's going on with Instagram or something like that. And then all these different ideas will pop up. Yeah. Uh, th- someone that mentioned to me recently on a podcast episode I was doing that was a cool tip was they were saying, you can do this on Pinterest or Google. Um, I use YouTube a lot too, to search for like what other people are posting about or talking about. But if you go to like, let's just say Pinterest and you type in, um, Instagram, and then you just kind of let it auto-populate. Like it does like how Google gives you like the suggested, like, are you trying to ask this question? It'll give you like the top searched um, phrases. And that even in itself is a really great tool for like, oh, okay, these are the questions people are asking about Instagram on Pinterest because they're or on Google or on YouTube because it's being asked enough that it's populating as like an auto, mm-hmm. you know, response within the search bar. Yeah. And I think that too, you know, with these, these online databases, it's not going to give you, you know, all the answers, but hopefully like, so for answer the public, it gives me that that starting off point. It gives me that like, okay, it gives me that light bulb moment. And it's not necessarily, I, I definitely feel that asking your audience, you know, the Facebook groups are great. And I'm actually going to throw in a bonus place to get content inspiration from here. And I'm going to go all the way back over to Clubhouse. Um, it's where Kendra and I met. And I know that their, you know, life has take has gotten back to pretty much normal, not on Clubhouse nearly as much as we used to be. Uh, but these social audio platforms, whether it's Clubhouse or LinkedIn audio or Twitter spaces, whatever, these are a great spot to go and hear again what your struggles are 
of your ideal clients and customers. Um, and, and, and it's, I will, so I'll go into different real estate rooms, hear what they're talking about, like market trends, da, 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 da. And I'll be like, oh, okay. So this is something that, that people in, that my target audience is struggling with. It's very similar to Facebook groups. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, you can be working on other things at the same time and just actively listening. Yeah. No, that's a great one. Yeah. And I think even like along the same idea of social audio, like podcast. I mean, if you are following certain podcasts and they're talking about, you know, you notice that several of these podcasts you listen to are all kind of talking about similar things, then clearly that's something that is trending and that people are asking about because if they're using as content, you can be using as content as well. Absolutely. Well, Kendra, this has been an awesome discussion. I know that uh, these these monthly episodes are one the some of my favorite episodes I look forward to recording every month. And I know that I kind of have, after this conversation, a couple ideas that I want to start implementing um, that I've kind of gotten away from. The I haven't been getting a lot of content ideas from from my niche hashtags, and I haven't been doing a ton of them from uh, those online databases. I For yesterday's post, I did... Uh, I went in and I was Pinteresting and doing all this search. And then I just all of a sudden like random. I was like, I'm actually, I'm going to do this. But it got my creative juices flowing. And so that's yeah. where I think as long as you can find somewhere to get started, um, that's that's one of the the biggest struggles that we have out there. So Kendra, let's, we for those that are listening right now, you can catch us in a lot of places. Um, so you can catch us on Rocky Mountain Marketing, on the Girl Needs Business Podcast, and on the Business Besties Podcast. Yeah. And you can make sure to check us out over on social media as well. We do have a Instagram page for the Business Besties pod. It's just at Business Besties pod. So make sure you're following us over there as well. And then um, you can follow each of us on social media as well at Girl Means Business and at I am Katie Brinkley. I like, I like that you said my name because that sounds a little bit better than when I say I am. <laughs> I am Kate <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, this has been awesome. We will see you all in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. and We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.